going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Fernandez, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. Matt, how you doing? Feel like it's been forever. It's good to be live. Yeah, since we last been on, you've moved to a new place. I went to Disney World for like a week. It was fantastic. Uh, glad to be back. But uh, let's jump right into it. We haven't missed much, but there's still stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you're here, hit that like button, uh, subscribe, excuse me, share the stream. Um, I, I think the the biggest thing that has happened, and I don't even I don't even know if it has happened, but it seems like more and more, Matt, this Mac Jones is a lock continues to be the narrative mm-hmm. that's put out there by multiple, you know, big name reporters. I saw Schefter, I got a notification bleacher report yesterday, I believe, saying that. 49ers are all but locked in at Mac Jones at three. How much yeah. weight do you put into this? Why none. or why none, not? No, 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 none. Less than zero. Like, come on, man. Nobody knew that they were moving up to trade. Like, nobody had even heard about that, right? Like, everything that's come out of here, out of this regime, is because they want it out. It's not – nobody knows. And I think Rich Eisen said it on his show today. Like, nobody actually knows what they're going to do, and we're not going to know until draft night. Um, the draft really starts with the 49ers because that's where all the intrigue is. Now that Sam Darnold's been traded to the Panthers, you're looking at spot one, Trevor Lawrence, spot two, mo- more likely than not, Zach Wilson, um, and then whatever the 49ers are going to do. Yeah, it's easy to project Mac Jones because, again, there's that perception that he's a Shanahan guy. He's the guy that he wants. You know, he he looks like the Kirk Cousins, the Matt Shaw, the Matt Ryan. But – he also has done a great job with different types of quarterbacks. He did a great job with RG three. Um, he transitioned his offense into Kirk cousins after that. So it, I think, I think that people are missing the boat on the last, I would say year or so of Shanahan pressers where he's talking about, you know, after the Buffalo bills game, he's saying like, you know, you want the most talented guy. Um, he said in the presser at the trade, you want a shot at a top five guy, you know? So, this, I don't, Schefter's gotten stuff wrong before, and I think he's talking to some of the same people that, that, that have said it. And I mean, when enough people say it, it's kind of, you know, hey, where, where, where is this coming from? There has to be something to it. Maybe I'll just throw it out there. Um, he's not saying that it's being, you know, that it's a, a lock in terms of he has this super good source or whatever. He's saying that in his opinion, it sounds like that's what they're doing, so... Um, until Schefter says sources are telling him, then it's nothing more than somebody asked him a question. And he gave an answer based off the available information. Yeah. And I really do think that um, forget who, who had a really good article. I, I probably mispronounced his name, but Dieter Kurtenbach or however you pronounce it. No disrespect. I just, I'd never actually heard his name pronounced. Had a really good article this morning about how it's all based off of speculation which is then turned into a good source says, which is then turned into it's a lock what the 49ers are doing. Um, And we've talked about it, Matt, multiple times. Look, nobody knew they were trading Buckner. Nobody knew they were trading up to the third overall pick. You know, none of this stuff happens with anybody knowing. And yet we're supposed to just believe that everybody knows what they plan on doing with this number three overall pick. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Fernando Oriana just said, you know, Adam Schefter said Sam Darnold staying with the Jets not even that long ago. So Schefter gets things wrong. Mayoko gets things wrong. Um, how much of this, though, do you think, Matt, is the 49ers wanting this narrative to be out there? Because I actually have a pretty interesting take on this. I want to get your your thoughts on after you. I, I think I think anything that's out there about the team is absolutely what they want out there. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, and, you know, that's not to say – Let's just say that the worst happened. Well, the worst, but let's just say that they do draft Mac Jones. I mean, I think the narrative will shift, right? They'll be like, okay, well, maybe Kyle knows something. Now we're going to wait and see, right? And now it'll be the first time Jimmy throws an interception. It'll be like, bring Mac Jones in. We want to see Mac Jones if that's the case. So whatever direction they go, I think I think the fan base will be pretty on board with it. Um, I, I know initially there's going to be a lot of hand-wringing if it's Mac Jones, although I've seen some 49er fans who are actually into it. Um, either way it goes, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Whatever is going to be the the best position for the 49ers to be in. But I do think that all this Mac Jones stuff is kind of a smokescreen. 
And I've been on record as saying, you know, not Mac Jones, no matter what, using that. I've, I've put around that little green sticky note from draft day, which, by the way, I will be watching yet again on the on the day before the first round of the draft. I do it every year. I'm going to keep that going. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely to me as a smokescreen. I don't think that you could have such a tight knit regime and then all of a sudden everybody just they just know right they just know it deep down that oh this is where it's going to go um and you know to to people's credit who know kyle better than some other people i mean richard sherman was on with chris collinsworth and he said there's no way in hell that they're taking mac jones they said that no way on god's name they're not taking mac jones they didn't trade up that far and you know i tend to agree with that when you look at the price that they paid three first round picks to get to get mac jones it's to me that's so much so yeah, I think they put it out there on purpose. I think that that's what they wanted to begin with. And, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, I really agree with that. And I do think that the, the, the cost as well, me and you again have both said, if they were to take him, if they would have taken him at 12, we would have probably been okay with it. We could have understand mm-hmm. the, understood the move. But the fact that they gave up so much to move up to three and that pick doesn't change at all from – you know, potentially being taken at 12 to at three, something's wrong there. Um, my whole thought process behind this, though, is that people are saying, why would they need to put out a smoke screen? Uh, they, they already know who one and two are taking, uh, presumably Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Therefore, the 49ers shouldn't have to fool anybody with who they're taking. They have, you know, the pick of the rest of the class basically after that. But what if number two isn't? 100% decided yet what if it's not locked right. in um and obviously we we both know Sala and, and LaFleur going to New York they're running Kyle's offensive system so if they're thinking oh Kyle wants Justin Fields we're running the same exact system if he thinks Fields is the guy who can do it why wouldn't we take Fields it's his system he should know better than anybody yep. so w- what if the thought process by the Niners here is we can't let one team in front of us, the Jets, know who we want to take because they're likely going to take him. Mm-hmm. And then now we have to resort to a – and I say resort. A lot of people would be thrilled with a Zach Wilson, a Trey Lance. But if their guy who they gave up all of that capital for was, say, Justin Fields, I'm sure it would be a bummer for them to lose out on that just because teams happen to find out who they actually were targeting. Yeah, and you know, I think there could be something to that. Um, I think – I honestly think Zach Wilson is the guy that they want the most. And so I think that by running this Mac Jones smokescreen out here, they're kind of making it a mystery what they want to do. Because it's, to me, it's so obvious the smokescreen that people who have worked with them, LaFleur and Sala, they're going to be like, listen, something's not on the up and up. He he wants one of these other guys. Why does he want one of these guys so bad? Hold on. We need to figure it out. Um, and And, you know, to your credit, Shanahan doesn't want to tip off Joe Douglas what they're going to do because Robert Sala is a new head coach. Okay. LaFleur is the offensive coordinator and they both came over here, but as it stands right now, Joe Douglas has a cachet. He's making that pick. Okay. So they're going to have input and that may affect him a little bit. But if you know that Kyle Shanahan really likes a guy, you're going to take an extra hard look at that guy. And so to me, it's a little bit of gamesmanship. I'm sure Kyle really does like one of the other quarterbacks. Um, But if he can kind of put it in their mind and get them to doubt themselves. And then all of a sudden on draft night, they make a panic move and draft somebody other than Zach Wilson. Would he take that? Absolutely. So I think he has Zach Wilson and another quarterback in mind. In my opinion, I think it's Justin Fields. Uh, But, you know, beyond that, I mean, you, you look at, you know, fits. I mean, let's get, let's get this out of the way. Mac Jones isn't necessarily a fit for Shanahan's offense. There's been numbers floating around. Mac Jones took less than 2% of his snaps from under center at Alabama. That's not what Shanahan's offense is built around, you know? So when you look at Trey Lance, who ran a lot of play action from under center, when you look at Justin Fields, who did a little less, but still a lot more than Mac Jones from under center, Mac Jones to me, isn't necessarily a fit. Um, And when you look at guys like Howard or I'm sorry, Greg Cosell coming out and saying, Hey, Mac Jones, not an elite traits guy. You know, there's no way they're trading up. And Greg Cosell is somebody that I'm going to trust. So when he says, Hey, it's Jones is well below fields and Lance, then I believe him for that. 
Yeah, 100%. Greg Cosell, his word carries some weight, especially in NFL circles, NFL draft circles. Um, so I totally agree with you. He, he, you know, his opinion means something in the NFL. Um, and, and we saw, I think Colin Coward said today, look, why I don't buy this Mac Jones smoke at all. Like everybody else seems to be drinking the Kool-Aid for whatever reason. Yeah, him and but, Nick Wright were talking about that. Yeah, him and Nick Wright, yeah. Not that yeah. I, I don't like Nick Wright, but. No, uh, even a broken clock is right twice a day, though. But yeah. uh, he said, you know, foolishly, I thought we seem to be the only two people left who, you know, aren't buying the Mac Jones stuff. It's like pretty much yeah. all of 49ers Twitter <laughs> doesn't buy the Mac Jones stuff. Uh, yeah. But it really is just interesting to see how this narrative came out immediately after the trade and has yeah. just stayed. It's been the number mm -hmm. one talking point amongst 49ers reporters. Yeah, and they've had the other uh, narrative out there that – that Lynch in the front office or whatever don't agree with the guy that Kyle wants and because Kyle wants Mac Jones. And I'm just like, I don't think anybody in the building knows who Kyle wants. And I think that's why he sent, you know, Scangarello and the lead scout and his dad to the Ohio State Pro Day at first, right? And he's going to watch him second. I think he wants everybody else's opinion, not because he cares so much about their opinion, but to solidify his own, right? So he get, he goes, he sends them out to Mac Pro, uh, Mac Jones' first Pro Day. They get to see him throw. They come back, report to him. It's something that maybe he's seen on tape. He goes to the second one. He sits there. We've all seen the face when he was missing those deep throws. He knows like it wasn't a super impressive performance for Mac Jones. So when he goes and sees Justin Fields on April 14th, after watching Mac Jones throw, I mean, it's does anybody really think that it's going to be Mac Jones at that point? I don't think so. I, I think that you're looking at an elite traits guy that you feel like you can. OK, so maybe Justin Fields needs a little bit of work working through his progressions or blitz pickup or something like that. But there are a lot of young quarterbacks that need help with that in terms of ball placement and accuracy justin fields is actually elite at that if you break down the tape and break down all that stuff he's really really good so i think that this is just people speculating not being able to let go of a narrative because they they know what a kyle shanahan quarterback looks like and they haven't been paying attention to how kyle as a young coach and colin coward has said this too he's a young guy there's time for him to change. He's not a set in stone coach yet. It's not like he, you know, his dad at the end of his career was, you know, very set in his way, right? He's 41 years old. He's got plenty of time and you don't want to get stuck in your ways because we've seen what happens with Sean McVay when that happened. Sean McVay went out and got Matthew Stafford. And so if you're going to try to draft a Mac Jones and you're still going to be stuck with the fourth best quarterback in the division, no matter if it's Jimmy or Mac, yeah. I just don't see it. And not only that, but, uh, there was a comment in here, Michael Alanese. I, mm -hmm. I apologize if I mispronounced your last name. Uh, Mac Jones fits what Kyle is looking for. Runs a similar offense. Fields is a bit they of a don't. project. They don't. Yeah, I don't. They I, don't. I don't. Alabama runs either. everything out of the shotgun. But Alabama he says, runs literally everything out of the shotgun. Kyle doesn't. Doesn't matter what happens afterwards. Kyle doesn't need a superstar. And Hung Fat replied, "Why wouldn't you take a superstar if he's there? Why take an average or even above average in Mac Jones' case?" if you have the option for a superstar. And I think that really rings true. I mean, if you can get oh, yeah. a guy that is spectacular, a game changer, why wouldn't you take that if you have the option to opposed right. to a guy who can just execute right. their system accordingly? Thank exactly. you for the and super chat, Kali. Thank you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But Michael Alanis also put that Mac Jones is also elite with ball placement and accuracy. Yeah, but Justin Fields has a bigger arm and is a mobile threat. So all things being equal right if ball placement accuracy are a wash why wouldn't you go with the guy who has the more elite traits yeah. and somebody that kyle's familiar with also we got to talk about this um speaking of pro days if mac jones was the pick then why didn't kyle or john lynch do anything more than a perfunctory hello to nick saban yep. they haven't forgotten the reuben foster thing and they're pissed off about it they they all they did was say hi they didn't ask him about mac jones they didn't do anything they're doing their due diligence they're just confirming that he's not the guy because he has been somebody that Kyle Shanahan's looking at. But we all know where the NFL has been heading for the last 10 years. And I think that Kyle Shanahan's smart enough to know that if you get that threat with your legs, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, if you're running, and Perry said this earlier, and I, and I agree um, earlier on Perry's points. If you're running outside zone scheme, right, and you you have a mobile quarterback, well, now the crashing defensive end can't over pursue because he has to worry about maintaining contain on the backside, 
Right now, you don't have to worry about that with Jimmy Garoppolo, and you wouldn't have to worry about that with Mac Jones. So you're just adding another layer to Kyle Shanahan's already very layered offense. Why wouldn't you do that? Yep. And, and even imagine a guy like Justin Fields back there with Raheem Mostert, uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. That is just pure speed, pure speed from your entire backfield, uh, the wide receiver end arounds, jet sweeps, whatever you want to do. It's going to be really hard to defend for any any defense. Um, but yeah, thanks, Collie. We really do appreciate it. His super chat says, yeah. could it be that Kyle and John went to Jones's pro day to possibly discuss a trade, a Jimmy trade, excuse me, with Bill Belichick? I don't know why you would have to do that. I think that that's maybe just a bonus of being there. They could have said, what's up to Bill. Yeah. Um, but I do think that more more so it was, you know, I, I'm sticking to my theory that he sent guys there ahead of time to look at Mac Jones during his pro day. They can come back, give report. Now I'm going to go see with my own eyes and see if that lines up with what the scouts are telling me and kind of make my board from there. That's why, again, he wasn't at Lance's pro day. He wasn't at Fields pro day, right? He is actually going to have extra pro days for both of them, and he's supposed to be in attendance for both with John Lynch so that they can kind of hash out what they're going to do. Um, so I, I think it's just I want everybody else's opinion. I don't want to tell them or clue them into who I like because I don't want it to taint their evaluation. I want them to bring me their honest evaluation and see what coincides with with mine. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think that there's – I don't think that the trade, the possible Jimmy trade, was there necessarily for that. So um, pull up Antonio Rosales' comment because I, I really do. I think this is this is something else that nobody talks about too. He Listen, after the Reuben Foster thing, Mac Jones does have DUI. And I know it was 19 and now we can't kill a kid forever over everything that they do. But do any of the other quarterbacks have a DUI? Not that we know of, right? I, I can't. Recall, I don't think just I don't think Justin Fields has any off field issues. I don't think Trey Lance does. You know, they're not getting to Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson went to BYU. He's probably clean as the driven snow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, listen, you can't again. You can't take guys. That, this this team has built a culture. They don't put up with the crap that they used to put up with, right? Uh, we had the cornerback. Uh, I forget his name. He got cut. Uh, dang, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Ruben Foster, they had to let him go because of his issues. So they're they're trying to get out of this. Oh, well, let's give him another chance because, you know, this. listen, Ruben, Ruben Foster burned them bad. It's something that everybody in the fan base still talks about as being one of their worst draft picks because of how he turned out. Not only because he, you know, had the injuries and stuff, but just the sheer off the field stuff. You don't want those type of guys, right? The other thing that's a red flag for me is, again, and I'm, this isn't about body shaming, but you're supposed to be going and becoming a professional athlete. Um, just like, come on, man, get in the weight room. Try to look a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and immediately the, the comparisons are made to Tom Brady. And I, I tweeted it out, too. It's like if you're expecting every prospect to turn into Tom Brady. You're going to be waiting a long time. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. There's a reason why there's only so many times. Well, and, and there's a difference. Listen, there's a difference between between Tom Brady when he came out was just a gangly kid, right? Like very thin, still growing into his frame. And, you know, what Mac, Mac Jones looked like he's got a beer belly. Yep. Again, it's just I don't know. Um, I, I don't think that necessarily them going to Mac Jones's pro day means that they don't have issues with ha- well, him having a DUI. I want no, no, no. I want I want to clear this up. This wasn't Mac Jones pro day. It was, this Alabama. was Alabama's pro day. Yep. And Alabama is stocked with NFL talent. Yeah. Completely. So they were going to be they were going to be there regardless. Yes, Kyle went for Mac Jones. You know to look at it because you have to do your due diligence anyway. They probably yep. talked with him too. I mean, they're supposed to be doing these Zoom meetings. One hundred percent, they've asked about this. I'm talking about for me, it's a red flag. And not only that, but they you brought it up with the players that they've moved on from. They stress high character guys, high character guys, people who, you know, what, what it means to be a 49er. And when they traded to Forrest Buckner, John Lynch said he is the epitome of what we expect in a 49er. I just can't see anybody. And look, like you said, kids make mistakes. 19, sure. But then you have to see, is he able to grow from that? And then you compare that to somebody who, has you know pretty much been able to handle the spotlight, mm-hmm. perform well underneath it, both on and off the field, 
And I just don't get how that outweighs the guys who have been, you know, have a spotless record, mm-hmm. perform better off the field, are more talented, physically gifted. Mm-hmm. It just it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I just don't know how it's even still a conversation, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And here's the other thing that people don't talk about. You know, we talk about Trey Lance. He didn't play this year, right? That's a red flag. Oh, my God. Like, he doesn't have the starts under his belt. Well, guess who started just as many games as Trey Lance? That would be Mac Jones. They both started 17 games in college. And yes, one is in the SEC and the other is in whatever division North Dakota State is in. But again, you haven't seen that long-term body of work. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I just, I just can't, when you just, all you have to do is look at it, right? If it looks like a skunk, smells like a skunk, walks like a skunk, it probably stinks. And yep. so Mac, Mac, Mac Jones for me, is out of the top five quarterbacks, he's clearly fifth in just about every single thing. Um, Does he have positives? Yes, he does. But when you're looking at potential superstars, I think that even though Mac Jones may have the highest floor, he has the lowest ceiling. So it's a safe pick. And your teams typically don't pick safe at three. No, No, you, you go into that pick trying to get a generational talent somebody who can come in and pretty much perform well right away. And if not right away within a year. Um, and I just don't see that, you know, with, with Mac Jones, I think you would have to keep Jimmy. Um, and, and I think that the way that they've structured their roster is kind of going to make that hard for them to do so. I mean, I would not be surprised to see Jimmy gets moved during the draft, right after the draft. Um, do you see them keeping Jimmy for the rest of this season? I mean, what, how do you envision this playing out? No, I've I've said I've said a lot that they're going to keep him until like week five, week six, provided he could stay healthy. They're counting on him being able to stay healthy and put together some tape. You know, having a little bit of the red ass, as it were, um, that competitive fire to get out there and put his best stuff on tape. And I think they're going to try to move him before the trade deadline. I could see it. I mean, especially yeah. if they have a rookie. They're, yeah. they're happy with, they feel is comfortable with the system. I really do think so. Um, Kali Young said, what elite traits does Jones possess? Do you think he has any elite traits? I think is a better question. I think he's very accurate. Got really good ball placement. Um, I think that he's very smart. He can learn a playbook. Uh, there was that story that when uh, Bill O'Brien went to Alabama, it was, it was actually Mac Jones that was teaching him the offense. So, you know... <sighs> Again, from there are certain areas where he's good, right? Like, I don't think that Mac Jones is going to be like this super bust. I think that he has too much, too high a floor for that. But I just think that he's like this really safe pick, right? He's like, he's Andy Dalton to me. Yeah. He's, you know, he, he's that what five years ago would be a second round guy, and they're putting a first round grade on him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and again, I said it when we first started discussing it he was widely thought of as the fifth best quarterback in this class, if not fifth and fourth. Um, it would be a stretch for him to go in the top 10. And then all of a sudden the 49ers trade up to three and it's like, Oh, it's Mac Jones. It's gotta be Mac Jones. And it doesn't make sense to me because again, there are much better options you could have had. If you're moving mm-hmm. all the way up to three, why get the guy that you could have had if you didn't move at all at 12? Um, and, and, and again, I forget who made this point. It might've been, uh, it might have been call, uh, Cower, not Cower. Uh, gosh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, but he he basically said if that were the case, I think it was Bucky Brooks. He said it on, on an interview, but he was saying, wouldn't the fourth pick, wouldn't every single team that needs a quarterback be calling the Falcons right now? If they truly believe the 49ers are going to pick Mac Jones at four, that means Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, or Justin yep. Fields, two of those three – are going to be there at four and I don't see it happening. I think the pick becomes more valuable if the 49ers pick Justin Fields or Trey Lance simply because if they do pick Mac Jones at three, now you're not only have Atlanta's pick and play, but you potentially have Cincinnati's pick and play as well. If you like one, if you like say, you know, you knew Lawrence was gone, but for whatever reason you had Lance and Fields right there. Now all of a sudden you have two spots, right. To try to go up and get them. So I think that the Atlanta pick becomes more valuable if they choose one of the top four. So um, we'll see where that goes. But Melissa in the chat, 
Uh, do we finally do we finally break the three QBs and Pitta, Josh Johnson, Josh Rosen, Nate Studfeld? Do we really go number three? I mean, I listen, Nate Studfeld, whatever his name is, he's just here for he's a camp arm. <laughs> he's a camp arm. That's just yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It's just yikes. Yeah, I don't think that that's he's much besides yeah. that. Is Josh Johnson still on the roster? Did he get a futures contract or I think is he? So, yeah. Okay. And I know that Rosen got a futures contract, but that doesn't mean they'll be with the team. So it'll definitely be the rookie they draft, Jimmy Garoppolo, at least initially, and then one of these guys. Um, They might try to get Rosen to the practice squad. Yep. If he's still eligible. I don't know. He's been on the practice squad a lot. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he came out with Darnold, so whatever that year was, he might be past. um... Luke Walsh with the comment. I agree with both of you, but the one thing that scares me is Shanahan's record of paying big for players he thinks fits the system well, McKinnon, Richburg, and others. Shanahan's not paying him. Shanahan just says, I like this player, sign him. And it's John Lynch and Parag Marate who are, who are signing players. Shanahan has nothing to do with the dollars and cents. I don't think he cares to have anything to do with that stuff, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about this separate in our group chat, and if he were to take Mac Jones, though, that's just him saying – this is the guy I want. I understand other guys mm-hmm. might be better, but I'm I'm arrogant enough to believe that I can make Mac yep. Jones into a MVP type quarterback, as opposed to the guys who are more likely to be that day one. Yeah, and if he does that, it's purely an ego driven move, and he deserves to take a lot of the heat that's going to come his way. His job is definitely going to be on the line, not just with the 49ers, but in the future. Um, I think that a lot of people, if it doesn't work out with with you know, if he drafts Mac Jones and it doesn't work out, people that's going to be a black mark on his record. And I think that the narrative on Shanahan being this offensive genius can can change real quick if you make moves that everybody else looks around and goes like, huh? You know, sometimes when you try and, – and this has bit him twice in the Super Bowl, right? Sometimes, we've talked about him outcoaching himself. Sometimes when you think you're the smartest person in the room, you make really dumb mistakes for no reason other than to spite your own face, you know? So definitely – yeah, definitely. Uh, it could be a disaster. So, and we we've said for you know so long he's finally getting the opportunity to tie himself to a quarterback, and quarterbacks basically, especially when you're drafting one in the top ten of the draft, mm-hmm. they basically make or break a coach's career mm-hmm. with the team. If yep. he gets this wrong, it could be the end of his tenure in San Francisco. I don't think that he'd be willing to bet so much on a guy like Mac Jones. That it could, you know, cost him his career here. Yeah, and so the number's been thrown out, right? Forty uh, percent of first-round quarterbacks—that's the hit rate. Yep. So that means that only two out of the five that are going to be drafted in the first round are going to be good. So, you know, you would think, right, that it'll be Trevor Lawrence and whoever the 49ers take. But it's really going to depend because you look at somebody. I can see somebody with the physical tools of of Lance and and. Uh, Justin Fields really working somewhere if mm-hmm. if somebody can trade up and come get him. I really do worry about Zach Wilson in New York because that franchise sucks. And if he goes there, I think he, that he's not going to have a good career just because the franchise isn't going to. I mean, Sam Darnold's been traded on. I'm really interested to see what he does this year because the Jets did him no favors and people are ready to jettison him. He's 23 years old. But I, I do have a feeling that, I mean, if Zach Wilson does go to the, I mean, whoever goes to the Jets, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road for them. Yeah. So, it, it, thing about the 49ers, I don't think that even if it's Mac Jones, it'll be an abject failure. That's the thing because this team is too talented to to be an abject failure. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, we've talked about this. I don't think on on air, but if the Jets are really concerned with you know a guy like Zach Wilson being able to handle. The Big Apple, the media. I mean, that media is brutal. Yeah. And this was this was something that Middlecoff said on his three and out podcast that he was talking about. He has heard that there is some concern that because Zach Wilson's been a Utah guy his entire life, that there could be some concern in the building about how he would handle New York media, um, just the the in general uh, New York and being so far away from his family. So that could play into it. I don't think it'll outweigh what what everybody sees on tape i mean we've all seen him throw the ball and it's it's 
it's fun to watch. So, um, but the draft is crazy. So, yep. I mean, anything can happen. I mean, we we saw Daniel Jones go. What was it? Sixth to the Giants, and nobody predicted that. So, crazier things have happened. Nobody nobody thought Baker was going to go ahead of Sam Darnold. Yep, it's true. Crazy things happen. Um, mm-hmm. If they are concerned, though, Zach Wilson isn't capable of handling the bright spotlight. Justin Fields does kind of get elevated up. He's a you know guy who's basically been a five star recruit like his whole life since he was in diapers. Yeah. Uh, went to Ohio State. He's used to the big stage, and he seems to almost always compete at his highest levels. You know when when the lights are the brightest. So, and if that is the case, then that does push over the top and maybe a guy like zach wilson does fall to the 49ers at three mm-hmm. which you said earlier is kind of what you think, think the 49ers are trying to guy. do yeah. yeah i mean i don't know that they're actively trying to do that that's just like hey let's throw something against the wall and if it sticks fantastic if not we already know we got another guy which is why being at three was so important for them right because lawrence is off the board right unless again unless urban meyer does something crazy um I had the thought earlier too, like what just what if what if Urban Meyer just goes, you know what? I love Justin Fields so much, I'm taking him number one. And then that just sends everybody scrambling, right? You assume the Jets would take Trevor Lawrence, but maybe they're like, Oh, well, I mean, we feel kind of committed to to Zach Wilson now. So I mean, there's like an infinitesimal like the sky is falling chance that Lawrence gets to three. That's just in my head. I don't think it's realistic at all. So nobody try to kill me in the chat. That's not what I'm saying, but you know, you just consider the draft is so crazy that nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, no, definitely. If that, if that's the case, we're doing like 10 shots in a row live on air or something. If Lawrence uh, were to fall to, to, to the four hours at three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm really big on Zach Wells. I know Matt is too. Um, we both had him ranked two overall behind Trevor Lawrence. And I do think that the 49ers, what they're trying to do, he fits perfectly into that. Um, They would be ecstatic, I'm sure, if they were able to land him. So I do think that that is their number one guy. And maybe it's like 1A, 1B, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Um, But a lot of of this talk hasn't been around Trey Lance. Do you Mm -hmm. think – we saw the stats earlier. You broke it down. He's – he played under center the most. Do you think the 49ers might actually have him over a guy like Justin Fields? I don't think so, mainly because if you really look at the tape, um, one of the things that I've noticed, he has a very elongated motion, which I don't like. He pops the ball down to his waist, which I re- I just, for somebody that height, you got to carry the ball higher. I'm not talking like Jeff Tedford up by your chin high, but you got to carry it a little higher. Um, and the other thing is when you look at like the advanced metrics in terms of ball placement and accuracy and stuff, he's well behind the other the other quarterbacks. I mean, he's like behind Mac Jones as well. So um, he's fifth in terms of like where the ball placement and stuff is out of those top five. So you worry about actual accuracy. So, um, you know, but again, that's nitpicking that stuff. Maybe you can fix that. I think anything from the waist down, you can kind of fix. So you can fix footwork. You can fix, you know, um, how they, you know, how they stint. So uh, QB school, uh, JT O'Sullivan talks about like the don't click your heels. You want to have a stable power base. So you're ready to throw those type of things. I think you can fix. Um, that's why I want somebody to fix. You know, I wanted for the longest time, somebody to fix Jimmy Garoppolo's feet. Cause they're terrible. Like his lower body mechanics are awful. Uh, but you know, I, I just think that Lance, yes, is a fit, but he's more of the risky project guy. He has, he has the highest ceiling for sure. I think out of all the guys, um, that the 49ers would be in range to take. But I think he also has the, the biggest bust ability. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's a really good breakdown. Um, he looks like a, a quarterback, man. Uh, Colin Coward talks about quarterback face. He's got the quarterback everything else. I mean, he he looks physically strong and just like he can come well, the league. And- are you talking about Colin Coward talking about Trey Lance? No, 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 I was just saying he always he, he kind of coined the term quarterback face. Oh, I, I thought I'm you were talking about Colin Cowherd and Trey Lance. We all know why that that is. That's true. Yeah, he is dating his daughter. So <laughs> allegedly, 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 I don't know for sure. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, yeah. By the way, yes, we will be live during the draft. So of course, come, come hang out with us. We'll be here. Um, so yeah, I, I think Trey Lance probably getting a little loose too, depending on what happens. So yeah, hopefully in celebration. But I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy a six pack and. Maybe maybe a bottle of bubbly and maybe I'll pop that 
if it goes our way. <laughs> um, does it concern you at all that Shanahan said when they drafted CJ, he was basically the only quarterback he wanted? No. Do you buy that? Yeah. Huh. He, he didn't do any work on any of the other quarterbacks. He was, again, again, do you think that Kyle Shanahan, okay, Kyle Shanahan's the offensive coordinator in Atlanta. Matt Ryan's still there, by the way. Matt Ryan just had an MVP season. They weren't getting rid of Matt Ryan, right? He had no idea that he may or may not get a job. But then in the playoffs, when it's like the 49ers are probably going to go with him, do you think that he was starting to scout people? No, he was getting them ready for the Super Bowl. Then by the time he's done and can actually be introduced, I think it was like a couple days before the combine. That's not enough due diligence when other teams were going since, you know, December, January to try to, especially the bad teams, right? To with scouting departments that were intact, by the way, it's not like he, you know, he needed to bring guys with him. You know, he needed to pluck them from elsewhere. And again, you can get word or whatever, but a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who's like, I know what I like in a quarterback. He's not necessarily just going to trust the opinions of others. So, not doing his due diligence. I just thought he was like, okay, maybe I'll get a guy in the mid rounds, bring me, you know, quarterbacks seven through 10 or whatever. And then he saw CJ saw CJ take a beating or whatever. And he's like, Oh, that's the type of guy that I like. So I'll just, I'll pick him. He'll fit in here. If Brian Hoyer doesn't work out, then we can throw him in there. And then Halloween of that year, they get Jimmy. So then his hands are tied and he hasn't really had a chance to scout since then. But I, I do buy that. He liked, uh, he likes CJ the most just because like he wasn't doing, he wasn't looking at the top guys at that point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, just, you know, matter of time, they did not have much from when he got hired to when the draft actually was. So that's a good reason. Um, we're going to take a quick break here and just let you guys be reminded that we do have our NFL draft giveaway going on. Um, that everybody else seems to all of a sudden be doing lately. It is interesting, but uh, I'm going to play the video and but- I would like, as some people say, you heard it here first. Okay. You did hear, yeah, we did have the first heard one it announced. Here first. So if you guess the rounded pick correctly of a player the 49ers are going to take, you'll win an autographed jersey. If you get just the round or, you know, the round correctly, you'll get a jersey. Um, we'll put out an infographic within the next day of actual rules. But basically, if you guess the rounded pick correctly, you're going to win an autographed jersey. So send in your mock drafts. Here's the video. Um, I'll put the email on the screen that you can send to afterwards. Do you think you could be an NFL general manager? How well do you know the NFL draft? Submit your picks to 49ers Hive, and if you get one correct, you could win some new gear. More details to follow. Must be following 49ers Hive to enter. So there it is. Send in your mock drafts. You can email them to my email, which is Zach at 49ershive.com. It is on the screen. Um, or you can DM us if you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever you follow us. Feel free to DM them. Um, send in your mock drafts, guys. We're trying to have some fun with this, trying to make it a fun little giveaway. Um, and also, at the end of the stream, I will announce the winner of our giveaway where we were celebrating our birthday, Pony Eyes Hive. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yep. All right, let's jump back in here. Uh, somebody had said that that Fields, what was it, Fields' process is slow or something like that? He doesn't throw people open. It's one um, of the comments further up. Trying to look for it. Is it this? Yes, timing issues. I think a lot of that is the offense that he was asked to run. Like his his time to throw is really slow too, but they ran a lot of deep concepts. So Fields is actually depth of target was a lot longer than some of these other quarterbacks. I think it was like significantly longer than Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones. So I think that part that's part of it. Like, but his deep accuracy is really good. If you look at the advanced metrics, his ball placement, his accuracy is really good. Yep. And that's what it was. Coach Timo brought it up. Ohio State runs a ton of option routes, wide receiver option routes. So he has to wait for them to come open. And then of course, you know, by that time, collapsing pockets, maybe he's trying to make something happen. I've seen some muddied plays, muddied pockets for him. And so okay, yeah, maybe it's a little bit behind or whatever, but it still gets there. And more often than not, he's putting it in a spot where 
only his guy can get it. There was a, I think it was a national championship game. There was a throw. Um, it was a deep post to the tight end that he just like, it was spot on and the tight end made an incredible catch. Like one hand reached out and grabbed it, but it was a great throw. It was the only spot that he could do it. So. Um, yeah. And I think Justin Fields, just the, 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 the deep ball that he has is beautiful. And, and going from Jimmy, who is just somebody who's never really been great at it with a deep ball to somebody who kind of excels at it, I think would be, huge for the 49ers because unfortunately that's just like something that Kyle Shanahan has had to like take out of his playbook altogether is yeah. those deep passes because Jimmy just they sail on him they completely sail yeah. on him and I've heard that Mac Jones has a fantastic deep ball I don't really seem to agree with that what do you think um no I mean he no he does have good ball placement on his deep ball he really does he just doesn't have as live an arm as some of these other guys um, I have heard people say that he doesn't throw with anticipation either. That's not true either. Cause I've seen him make tight window throws and throw receivers open. That's my issue with Mac Jones is not him throwing the ball. My issue with Mac Jones is the dad bod, which is just like, how committed are you to making this your craft? Right. Cause I have the same problem with Debo Samuel coming back chunky. Right. And I see Debo Samuel working out and I really hope that he comes back and can have a healthy year and that he's been working with the right guys and getting his nutrition on point or whatever. And then the other thing with Mac Jones is like, I'm looking at the NFL and where they go and know that Mac Jones, while he has good feet in the pocket is not, is not a mobile guy. He's not going to take off and get you yards or whatever. And if you can have that, right. If everything else is, is equal, right. Why wouldn't you get the, you know, the most athletic guy. Why wouldn't you get the high, the, again, like Greg Cosell says, the high level traits guys. Yep. Um, so the, his, and I agree with Luke, it's, he's high floor. He's a, he's a guy that's least likely to be an abject, like absolute failure bust of a guy. Um, he, he will be able to execute the passing offense. I'm not worried about that. It's just when you trade up to three and you gave up all this stuff, is it really for Mac Jones? Or have you identified a guy that you think, that you can either train up to run an offense as well as Jones or that you think is already there, but has like the extra athletic ability. So. Uh, Ian Sharp says CJ throws long better than Jimmy. Yeah. CJ, that's like his one good part of his game. He's got a nice, nice arm. My wife throws better long than Jimmy does. <laughs> uh, sad, Coach Timo, if I didn't reply, maybe resend it. Perhaps I missed it. I thought I got it, but just to be safe, resend it, and I'll reply and make sure I'll let you know that I got it. Um, Josh Hutchins says Fields does have a great deep ball. I was talking more about his slants but uh, and short throws, but I'm sure it's something he can fix. And yeah. Even So even some of Ohio State's shorter routes were also option routes too. So you have to wait. So you can't really it's, – it's hard to throw with anticipation – when you have to wait for the wide receiver to choose a route based off of the coverage that they're running. And then a lot of Ohio state stuff is going to be predetermined anyway. So yeah, I, the, you definitely can, can improve on that. And that's, that's stuff that you clean up. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so this is my, <laughs> we, we all saw, right. He had the cigar in his mouth after the national championship and he just has his beer gut. And it's just like, okay, maybe after, you know, the entire off season, right. Okay, because he was celebrating or whatever. This is after the national championship game. You've been playing an entire season, and you still have that beer gut, dude. It's just like, can you go into the gym, lift some weights, maybe eat some chicken instead of, like, shoving? Yeah. And I'm not here to to body shame, right? Like, I wouldn't walk up to somebody on the street and, you know, comment on their physique or whatever. But, like, this is supposed to be a professional athlete. So the bo- the body thing is kind of important to your craft. Um, and, and also, just for optics like do you again like like coach Timo saying are you taking this seriously or are you just here to get some fame and fortune and you know wash out so uh here is the the photo obviously that's so bad <laughs> dude i look like that yeah it is a bit a also bit also where's my man's chest hair that is a good point he man, don't shave your chest, people. Just let it happen. It's interesting, but I mean, you gotta put some weight into that, and not not the fact that he's out of shape. Or I mean, I guess yeah, it is the fact that he's out of shape because no, it is. How much do you value what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish? How seriously are you taking these goals? How seriously do you take 
a potential future in the NFL guys that are training, you know, sunup to sundown, honing their crafts, you know, training, perfecting their, their bodies, mm-hmm. getting as muscular and as toned as possible. And then you're over here kind of just like, well, I can throw the ball pretty well. So it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's something to, to, to take in. Yeah. Melissa in the comments is asking why the body things hire as a diss on Jones when it should be the DUI and character concerns. The DUI happened. He was, I think, 19 his first year in college. He was a dumb kid, made a mistake. Like you try not to kill people for that. You want to, again, like Zach said, you want to see if they improve, you know, over time in their decision making. So the body thing you're, I mean, you're at a world-class college campus at Alabama. They have weight rooms for days. They have nutritionists for days. They have everything else for days. Right. And so to me, when I look at that, I'm like, did he even step into the weight room at all? Did he even try or was he just doing his thing all on his own? And to me, that speaks to, again, what's the work ethic like? Because, yes, you can do film study. You can do all that stuff. But mind and body go together in terms of if you want to be the the elite of the elite, right? Why wouldn't you try harder to be in better physical shape? Because everybody talks about Tom Brady. Again, Tom Brady, they compare him to Tom Brady coming out. Well, that's not Tom Brady now. And we all know TB12 and the weird stuff that he does, right? But he's spending a ton of money on his body. To yeah. you know, he doesn't put crappy stuff into his. That's why he got so wasted at the Super Bowl <laughs> thing. It was chucking Lombardi's over the water because he was just like, you know, whatever. Not so, only that, but he probably like never drinks alcohol. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he doesn't drink yeah. during the season. He probably had like a thimble full of beer and was just wasted. Yep. yep. So. Uh, Luke Walsh, West Coast offense. Me, Dad, what offense? <laughs> saying, man. Uh, yeah, Coach Timo. When you turn pro, you have to be a pro. That means you yeah. have to live the lifestyle that goes with it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's something to take, you know, along with everything else. You have to take it all in. If, like I said earlier, you're putting your career on the line, basically vouching for these guys, you have to take all the information mm-hmm. you can. And what he looks like and how hard he trains is a part of that information. Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah, he looks like a swimmer who stopped training. He looked like he looked like uh, if Michael Phelps hit the bong too much and started eating Cheetos. <laughs> um, you know, Demario, or excuse me, Max Luna, he has two DUIs. I actually haven't been able to find anything on that second. I haven't DUI. seen the second DUI. Yeah, no, I think it was a uh, uh, Niner Nick of of all Forty ers Sports Illustrated basically said that he's heard it a thousand times as well as we all have. I'm sure. And that's what kind of prompted me to start. That could have been, you know, that could have been something. That could have been something in in high school, like you hear it about, like Texas high school football, right? Where like the superstar gets in trouble, and the cops yep. go, "Wink, wink, go home. We'll take care of this. Give you a play, ride. Yep. Play good on, play good on Friday or whatever." Yep. Um, yeah, the, I think the DUI is definitely in the conversation in terms of the coaches in the front office. I just think that fans are overlooking that for the easy stuff. Um, especially because I know a lot of fans who probably have DUIs, so they don't want to talk too much. But and, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're getting a Matt Rat tonight. I'm not mad about anything yet. I'm not mad no. about anything yet. Um, I will say DeMario Laws, though. He put up a comment. It takes a lot of discipline to play for Nick Saban. But does it? But does it? Because Ruben Foster played for Nick Saban. Yeah. Mac, Will- Mac Wilson had some off-the-field issues. Off-the-field issues don't mean nothing to Nick Saban. Can you play football? That's all he cares about. And that's why the 49ers are pissed at him because he talked up Ruben Foster to them and Ruben Foster ended up being a disaster. So I don't buy that. And they haven't drafted a player from Alabama. Alabama since. since. Yep. So it, it's really something. Do you really think that they would not draft any player in any round since that happened? And then now trade up, give up all this capital and take a guy three overall. I, I just, I just don't see it, man. I, I don't know. I, I didn't mean to spend yeah. this whole podcast talking about Mac Jones, but I guess we did title it Sproke's smoke screen. So it is appropriate. Yep. I just don't see it. <laughs> Should the 49ers <laughs> trade McGlinchey for a first round pick that that's selling them short. I, I don't know that like there's no reason to trade him. No. Like, I don't think there's any reason to trade him right now. They're going to try to re-sign him, I think. Uh, Ty Anderson, how much faith do we lose in Shanahan if he actually ends up drafting Mr. Dadbod? I will definitely have skeptical panda face. I'll be like, all right, let's see what's going to happen here. And 
again, it's going to be one of those things. The first interception he throws, everybody's going to go, see, I told you, he sucks. Right? The first third and nine that he's not able to wiggle out of a pass rusher's arms, it's going to be, see, I told you, we should have got Justin Fields or whatever. So we'll see what happens. But if he does pick Mac Jones, like we said, it's going to be a pure ego move big time. It's true. Um, and and I really just under, uh, excuse me. I would like to say that if he is the pick for whatever reason, if he says Mac Jones is my guy, I will be extremely unhappy with it, especially mm-hmm. if, you know, obviously one of the three is going to be there out of Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, uh, Trey Lance. But I'm going to give it a year. I'm going to give it a year, at least give the kid some time to play. Well, you and might have to give then, it two years. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah. If, if Jimmy maybe plays, two, he's not going to play. So. Maybe two years, but I at least want to see something from whoever the pick is before I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. But right. I guarantee you, if it doesn't pan out, I will be right alongside everybody here shitting on this team for that decision yep. because it's it's a bad decision looking at it on this end, and it would be a bad decision looking at it with the you know benefit of 2020 uh, hindsight vision. So, yeah. Um, Thomas, and by the way, that's why I say they weren't going to get any of those first round quarterbacks. Why would they? Again, like I said, they had no time to do due diligence on people. Solomon Thomas was the pick because John Lynch knew him, right? Reuben Foster, they took on faith from Nick Saban, who I think had a relationship with Mike Shanahan. I'm not 100% certain on that, but Reuben Foster was an abject failure, right? Their, their late round stuff hit. So Kittle hit. You know, they had a couple other picks that were pretty decent. But then, you know, they also had uh, Joe Williams, who was just a failure. They had CJ Beathard, who didn't turn out the way they wanted. So, yeah, that first draft was not good, but their drafts since then have been okay. Yeah, and, and you know they they were they were brand new at this. I mean, it's tough, and and like you said, they went into that with not a lot of time, not a lot of time to get any sort of scouting, any sort of rapport done on any of these players. So it is what it is. Uh, Coach Timo, skeptical panda face. That's funny, Matt. You do comedy too, huh? <laughs> Not professionally. <laughs> uh, I'm actually surprised that Sherman's still free agent. I'm, I'm actually I'm not. not. Yeah, no. I'm not. I think that Sherman overvalued himself going into free agency, working as his own, as his own agent again. And everybody knows the writing's on the wall. It's very clear that Richard Sherman is not who he was. And I think that he's finally got it, which is why he said that he doesn't expect to get signed until after the draft. Because, you know, he knows. I think he said he was like, you know, I'm just going to wait and see if anybody needs any old dudes or whatever. I think he's figured it out, but you know, maybe that, maybe that opens the door to him re-signing with the 49ers. Who knows? Yeah. Um, now something that we haven't really talked about in a bit since all of this legal drama came up, but Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson does yeah. the fact that the 49ers were reportedly in on Deshaun Watson so extensively give you any sort of indication to how they will approach the draft it should, but apparently people don't. I mean, they were supposed to be. Uh, there was a report from uh, Rappaport today that the 49ers were in on Sam Darnold, too. And the one thing about Sam Darnold that, you know, people don't understand is that he's actually really athletic. So um, I think that that actually kind of speaks to who they're looking at. So I think, yeah. And Luke Walsh said it in the chat. It's not that any of us hate Jones that or think that Jones is just like an abject piece of garbage, right? It's just that why why would they use so much to move up for for Jones when you could have got him a little bit later? Yep, that's what I've been saying. Yeah, why give up all that capital for a guy you could have had at twelve? You know, if 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 you're moving up from twelve to three, why would the pick stay the same? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, Melissa says, I "Have to say thanks again for all of Matt's rants last time. All were great, but I laughed the hardest when he ripped into Cam." It's so easy. It was low hanging fruit. I almost feel bad about picking on the little guy. Yeah. And, I try and to I try to punch up. That's Scott's guy. I don't know if it's Scott's guy anymore. I think Scott's finally coming to the realization that he's gonna be he's gonna be boo boo cheeks from here on out. <laughs> Maybe, man. The money talks, and his contract doesn't look like he's good. Now, the Patriots. I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen. I mean, they don't really move too much in the draft. The Patriots but... are gonna. The Patriots, I think, are gonna make a move on somebody. You do think so? You know what's, what's going to happen? The Patriots are going to draft Davis Mills, and he's going to be like the best quarterback in the draft. Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't doubt that at all. 
Um, Steve says thoughts on if the 49ers should make a trade offer for Anthony Miller. I I wouldn't. I think they're no, it takes too much. You want yeah, we're looking for like wide receiver three and four. Yeah. Right. And so like what you would have to give up to get him. Um, I think he's in a contract here too. I don't I don't think that that's the biggest need. No, I agree. Um, let's see. Coach Timo says, for me, I wouldn't lose faith in Shanahan. I mean, Shanahan's losing record is more due to injuries and bad players. Our backups and gems they found deeper in the draft was a big reason we competed well. well said. Yeah. Again, it's not losing faith in Shanahan. It's just, you know, it could come back to bite him in terms of narrative in other areas, right? It could haunt him if – you know, he took Mac Jones and Mac Jones didn't turn out to be all that great. And then the guy he passed on Trey Lance, Justin Fields or whatever turns out to be an absolute superstar. It just looks bad. And you know, he's injuries. Yes. Injuries are more why he was losing than anything else. But you know, at some point you gotta, you kind of got to get that record together. So he's, he's going to be in trouble if, if whoever he drafts doesn't win games either way, if it's Jones or anybody else. If he misses here, he's he's good as gone, you know, as coach of the 49ers. If he hits, maybe he's he's that Bill Walsh guy that stays for like, you know, 15 years. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, especially because if, if you hit on a player as important as a quarterback, mm-hmm. the, the longevity, the lifespan, barring any crazy, unfortunate injuries, is a solid 10 years, you know? I mean, look at the guys yeah. like, you know, these franchise guys, the one-name guys like NFL Network, let's say – Drew, Tom, Russ, all these guys have been playing, you know, and likely will play for a decade plus. So, you know, it's just interesting to see how it'll play out if the 49ers do nail this pick. Man, I know I'll be like a kid in the candy shop for an entire year. I'll be ecstatic. Well, and the reason they're drafting a quarterback is because of injury. So, yep, it's true. Yeah. Uh, Coach Timo, problem with the theory on Watson is that it's not really verified as anything more than a rumor. But if it's true, I'd say that means our pick should be Fields or Lance. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. But I, th- I thought, I thought they they had asked them about Deshaun Watson. I feel feel like they said they had made a call. I I could be mistaken. Yeah. I could be mistaken. But I mean, why wouldn't you, Deshaun Watson? You know, everything else off the field, notwithstanding, is is a top five quarterback in the NFL. So, yeah, he most definitely is. Um, we're going to be wrapping things up here shortly, guys. Send in whatever questions. Um, Coach Timo, no, we don't have capital right now. We can get what we need in the draft. Those wide receivers mm-hmm. are deep. Yep. It, it's a very deep wide receiver class. It's a deep corner draft. Uh, draft. It's a deep uh, It's a deep edge rusher draft. Not top-end talent, but like decent talent. I'm a little lost on this one. <laughs> Richard Sherman is not who he was. He's now Wilbur H. Bainwiffle, a taxidermist in Utah. <laughs> uh, Matt, that may be, but I haven't heard. But I don't hear anything either myself. Love the chat, you guys. The contributions from everybody. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's been a while. Um, obviously, I'm not really set up here in the new spot, but couldn't wait to go live with everybody. Get it together. Yeah, we'll, we'll have it together next time. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for and, your questions. yeah, no problem. That's what we're here for. We love the interaction with everybody. You know, it gives us it gives us different angles on these topics, right? Because I can come in here and I can talk all day about what I think, uh, but sometimes you know people put stuff in the in the chat, and it's really it, it makes me think from a different perspective, which is really good. Yep. So, also, guys, I tweeted out back in January eighth. I tweeted – let me share my screen so I can show you. This – I did – I honestly thought it was a long shot, but I tweeted out uh, – where is it? I tweeted this out. If the 49ers trade for Watson or draft a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft, I'll buy somebody who retweets this, their jersey. Giveaway time. That was back in – where is it? January 8th. Obviously – I thought it was a bit of a long shot, if I'm being completely honest. But now that the 49ers have traded up, Deshaun Watson's obviously not in the picture. But it's almost a guarantee somebody's going to win a jersey because I I can't see them not drafting a quarterback. So go follow 49ers Hive on Twitter. Retweet that tweet. I'll retweet it so it's kind of fresh up in the timeline. You're still still letting people in, huh? I'm letting them in, yeah. I'll let them in 
up very until cool. the draft. Very yeah. cool. Might as well. Now the the giveaway for the jersey. Are we just are we doing? So if I you know let's just say I was entered. I'm not, but let's just say I was entered and I got the third round pick right, person and round. It would be jersey, even if I got round one and two wrong. Yeah, you just need to hit on one pick. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, you just need to hit on one pick of your entire mock draft. Um, I've only done it once, and I wasn't even trying to win anything. I just won it on uh, – I picked Fred Warner correctly, but round and pick. And, and get this, even if you guys don't get that right, say you just get the round correct, then you will win um, kind of – the tiers kind of go down. Like I said, we'll put an infographic out in the, in the next day. I think the lowest gift is like a 49ers Hive mug. Um, above that is some 49ers have merch. I think a normal jersey's in there somewhere. So we'll definitely put some nice gifts together for, for you guys to win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Coach Timo, I'm hiring you too, and I put my team together later. I got to close this gold deal first, then it's on. GM, coach, personnel department, we'll talk, LOL. There we go. There we Let's go. do it. Let's there do we it. Go. Uh, I told the Jimmy Stan one of my reasons I wanted a rookie quarterback so the next time we're in the playoffs, a quarterback pancake isn't his best play. <laughs> That's true. And you know what? That pancake wasn't even a short stack, man. That thing was a silver dollar pancake. He barely was, touched him. Bar yeah. was just like bar was just off, like off kilter, and Jimmy just kind of like went boop and he just timbered. Everybody was excited about it, but yeah, it's I mean, yeah, it's not like he decleated bar or anything. It's cool yeah. to put that feather in your cap, but you know, the only other thing that we see from that from that playoff run also is the Jimmy overthrow of Emmanuel Sanders, which I think is way worse. So yeah, that was a bad one. It's time. It's time to move on from Jimmy. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. They showed you with his playoff passing attempts, what they thought of him as, as somebody who could carry the game plan, which is not at all. Hand the ball off, dude, hand the ball off, get the hell out of the way. It's true. Um, And and yeah, it was, uh, it's a stretch to say pancake on that one, but, yeah. Uh it is what it is. Uh Coach Timo keeps a new 49ers mug. Hey, I'll drop a, a promo code in the in the chat. Go grab one on our Teespring store. We have some 49ers have ones available. Uh if you're interested on those. Um but the running backs did fine. I'm not sure what this sure. is in relation to. It was in relation to the Jimmy playoff passing attempts. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the ball off get the hell out of the way. Yeah, they did fine until they didn't. You know, yep. that the second half of that Super Bowl was a little rough, and then Jimmy wasn't able to throw, although I still maintain he got concussed in that fourth quarter on that no call of the helmet to helmet, but still results are results, and nobody's gonna remember the nuts and bolts of the game. They only remember the score at the end and they lost. So Yep. All right, we're going to announce this jersey giveaway for our for our birthday. Uh went a little over. So the name that was randomly selected, again, I will share my screen. It is Kylie Carpenter. Hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly. Congratulations. Right. Uh, reach out to us um, and we'll, we'll get you a 49ers jersey. Thanks, everybody, for participating. And thanks for giving us a platform to kind of come out here and talk and, and talk 49ers with all you guys. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard this a thousand times, but I started 49ers Hive just because I was talking to my girl constantly about the 49ers, and she was just like, I can't participate in any of this. You should start some sort of account, website, whatever, to get people that actually enjoy this. Not, I shouldn't say enjoy, but that are able to, to talk back because there's not much she knows about football. So it's awesome to see it, it grow into what it's been today. We still yeah. got a lot more to go and we got a lot more work to do, but it is nice to stop and reflect yeah. and just say thank you everybody for, for being here for the ride. Absolutely. And you were the one that brought me in. Yeah. Brought me you in were to do some writing. One of our very first and yeah. you've stuck with us all the, and then all we, the ups and we downs. Did, yeah, we did the uh we did the merging with the nothing but Niners crew and then we broke yep. away again and I'm still here. Yep. That's right. Can't can't get rid of you. You can try, but I'm like a roach, man. I always <laughs> pop up out of the darkness. Uh, Coach Timo, Matt, you sound very Parcells-like on that comment. Good stuff. Yeah, it's true, though, but nobody cares about what happened in the game. They care about the score. And if you didn't yep. win, you didn't win. Yep. 
All right. Thank you, everybody. I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Ray Gold Standard Podcast. Uh, do us a solid. Go in Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. We're trying to reach 55-star reviews. Um, and subscribe if you're here on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed yet, we're trying to reach 2,000 subscribers to give away another 49ers jersey. We're giving away like candy here. So hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Go ahead and click the bell for notifications, especially to watch our live show. 21 days away from the draft. We're going to do a live draft show. It's going to be crazy. It was nuts last year. We went like five hours, took all kinds of comments and stuff like that. Make sure you join us. We'll have live shows before then. Don't worry. Um, We love having you guys. It's been a long break, but we're glad to be back, and we will see you again soon. So from all of us here, until next time, go Niners.